Welcome to the One Player Podcast, Episode 7, Solitaire Variants, and for a change, an interview. So it's been about two weeks since my last uh, episode. Today, as I said, I'm talking about Solitaire Variants. These are games that were designed maybe for one player, maybe for more, but somebody has made variants to the rule that a lot to be played by one player. Generally speaking, the variants try and keep the game feel similar, but you know, sometimes that works out, sometimes that doesn't. Some of the variants are by the original designer and are official, some aren't. And uh, you'd be surprised how many games have variants. Every once in a while, I'll go look on Board Game Geek, check the games page, click on the variants tab in their forums, and see one or two solitaire variants. Some work, some don't, but they're worth trying out. As I said, I also have an interview with a board game geek user, Game Rules for One, who also who's published a bunch of variants for games under the moniker Solo Play Variants. Most of these variants are for one player, a few aren't, but there, he's got about, I think, some, somewhere around 30 variants right now, um, and they're worth checking out. It's a very interesting interview. I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to it. Before I get into the solitaire variants, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, about what's been going on here. First of all, I've played some more Lord of the Rings uh, Living Card game lately. Uh, I think I've got about ten, eight or ten plays now, and I've been generally trying to play using the, the basic one sphere, one, one uh, sphere decks, one color decks. I did the first scenario that Turns out to be not so hard most of the time. Uh, I've tried the second scenario and I was doing okay with it, and I realized I had the rules wrong and it was a lot harder than I'd I'd realized. And I have not managed to win that yet. So now I think I'm ready to go ahead and try mixed decks. Gonna go back and see how that goes, and I'm looking forward to that. I think the originally I said I was unsure about how much replayability the game has and how much longevity, and I think. I'm going to enjoy this longer than I expected. I recently got, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this exactly, Live in Mass, the Victory Point game, State of Siege game. I used to have this game. I received it in a trade about a year ago. I played it. I really, really liked it. I liked it so much that I decided somebody else should enjoy it, and I traded it away and have regretted that since. So my friend Tim went to WBC a couple weeks ago and brought me back a copy tried out it again and yeah I still really like that game I'm looking forward to at some point doing a review of the different uh, State of Siege games there's about 9 or 10 now I think I haven't played I've played less than half of those though finally I was in Ikea a couple weeks ago and I bought a Lazy la- excuse me, Lazy Susan if you're not familiar with these these are it's basically a round disc that you put on your table and it spins around you different dishes on the table at dinner time so everybody could reach them and you know spin as you need it but I got it with solitaire play in mind I figure this is a game to have lots of bids and a lot of times out of reach I could put it on the lazy Susan and just spin it around when I need a different counter or, or figure or whatever I'll let you know how that works out oh and it was about uh, I think I paid about seven or eight dollars for it it's not a bad price at all so I'm not going to talk too long I'm not feeling very well today I'm just going to talk a little bit about some solitaire variants, and then go into the interview and end the show. So first I'm going to talk about uh, some games that I know have variants. 
and just mention them, maybe give you something to go look for if you already own this game, you know, give it a try. Uh, first up I have Familia, which is a game by Friedman Freeze. It's a two-player card game in which you're playing mob families. I've played the Solitaire Variant's official one. The rules are not yet available in English, but they're supposed to be at some point. There is a couple translations on BGG and in the forums for that game. And I've played it a few times. I like it. It was definitely fun. It definitely still has some of the feel of the two-player game. Granted, I've only played that one once so far. That's not bad. It plays pretty quick, pretty easy. It's hard. I've played under the easy difficulty, I think, three or four times. I haven't won yet. I started to get a little bit close. I think the, the last time I played the score was something like 70 to 80. Next up is Carcassonne. I know of at least three variants on Board Game Geek for that. Three solitaire variants. One of them is a solo play variant. I've tried that one and that was fun. It's a little more complex than the other ones, so it's more involved and I think there's more strategy to it. Uh, another one I played a few years ago, and that one was very puzzle-like. And you, if I remember right, you're basically trying to fit all the pieces on the board, and the game ends when you either do that or you have a piece you can't place. And there's some restrictions to the to the board shape. I don't remember the details. Uh, that was fun too. The third one I haven't tried. Ascension is another game that has a solitaire variant. I don't. I'm not really sure if it's official or not. I think it's unofficial, but the official variant that came out with the first expansion expansion uses the same rules. In that one, the you keep playing creatures on the board that you have to fight. And if you're not fighting, if I remember right, the victory points go to the cultists. So you need to, to fight them before before they're off the board and the cultist has defeated them. So it's kind of a race, basically. And that was pretty fun. The the time I played it, it worked for three or four times, and then I, it wasn't that challenging. I haven't gone back to it again, though I think there's been some updates, maybe. Another game is Chrononauts, which is a game by Looney Labs. It's pretty... It's like five or six years old, at least, I think. In that game, the variant is relatively different from the actual game. Here, you, you use half the deck, and you just go through the deck and try and get all the... Uh, Gosh, it's been so long, I don't remember. You're trying to get all the time fluxes resolved before you go through the deck one time. Next up is Furio, which is a game about fighting fires, and it has a pretty neat variant. I think it actually has two different solitaire variants. And I found them both fun. They're very puzzle-like. The game is designed by um, Heinrich Glumpler. He's also designed a few other games, like Perrodan, the Cosmos... Cosmic League, the two-player card game that's part of the Cosmos two-player series. Anyway, uh, next up would be Munchkin, which has a variant I tried once. I tried using Cthulhu Munchkin. I don't remember it being that interesting because it kind of took out a lot of the fun of Munchkin and just made it a, a race to win the game. Um, another game I saw a variant for the other day is Parade. Published, it's a card game published by Z-Man. I haven't tried that out at all. But it's a neat game, and after playing it, it sure seems like it would work uh, solitaire. It's sort of a trick-taking game, but not quite. And finally is Race for the Galaxy. If you get the first expansion that has a solitaire variant, that's pretty good. You're playing against a robot in that. It's also pretty hard, 
it's been quite a while since I've played it. i got to dig it out of my closet and try it out again. i played that one a bunch, though. Okay, so that's it for some of the games. I'm, like I said, there's probably a lot more out there. You know, do a little searching. You'll be surprised by stuff you find. So if you want to look for some variants, the best place to check is go to Board Game Geek. Look for a game you think might have a variant or you'd like to see a variant for. Go to that game's page, scroll down to the forum section, and click on variants, and it'll show you all the variants that exist for that game. And scroll through it, and hopefully you find a solitaire one. You might also want to check the file page for that game and see if there's anything in there. Usually, even if there is, you'll see it in the variant section, too. So what kind of games are likely to have sol have solitaire variants? It's probably easier to say which kind of games don't. Here's a list of items I think are hard to to make into solitaire games. First off is games with auctions. That tends to be a little bit hard because a lot of the, that is the interaction between the different people and not knowing how much each person wants something for. It's going to be hard to simulate an auction. Another is trading pretty much for the same reason. It's it's hard to evaluate something because it's, it so much depends on a person's hand and the person's temperament and all that. Negotiation games, again, because it's n not much fun to negotiate against yourself, though you usually get what you want. Um, secret information games tend not to work well for solitaire play if one person has a secret and the other people need to figure it out. War games, from what I've seen, uh, I haven't seen many variants for war games that don't already support one player out of the box. I think because there's a lot of strategy and planning that go in, goes into that and it would be hard to simulate that in a way that feels like a, an interesting solitaire experience. A lot of war games are played and can be played solitaire by playing both sides, but it's not quite the same as a variant, not at all. And finally, I've seen that a lot of games designed for three to five players specifically don't have variants and don't often just don't seem to work well as a solitaire variant. Don't know what it is about that number range, but you know, if you find out different, let me know. Alright, that's it. Let me go ahead and start the interview. Pull that up and enjoy. Hey, okay, so I'm talking to Brian. He also goes by the name as a solo player, Game Rules for One on Board Game Geek. He's designed a, over 30 variants for board games. Most of them are solitaire variants, but not all. And so I want to talk to him today a little bit about the stuff he's done, particularly the solo variants. Um, so when did you start playing games? Oh, it, it started a long time ago, in the 70s. Uh... I uh, got into gaming and uh, a lot of the Parker Brothers, Hasbro, and Monopolies, etc. I remember playing backgammon a lot because my grandparents were involved in that and then getting kind of involved in things back then. And uh, everything kind of took hold where it moved into the uh, more advanced stuff in the 80s in high school when uh, I was introduced to a lot of the Avalon Hill games, one of the, the old Avalon Hill games. Okay. So that's where everything kind of started. Okay. Did you continue playing games after that regularly, or take a break from? Uh, yeah, for for a while. It it, it went from uh, through through uh, you know high school, and then maybe uh, a few years after. But then, as everybody kind of separated ways, I pretty much got away from it and didn't do it. So let's see, that'd be eighty. So yeah, so about ten, twelve years, it was pretty much nothing didn't do anything at all in it. And then about 
I guess about six, seven years ago, I I uh, kind of got back into looking at that. Somebody showed me settlers, and I said that can't be all that's out there. And so I looked, and things started getting into stuff and saying, "Wow, things have changed a lot since Avalon Hill in the '80s." <laughs> so, so that's that, that's really kind of how everything kind of got going again. Okay. So nowadays, are you mostly playing euros? Most of your variants are for euros. Yeah, yeah, they're they're mainly like that. It's just um, looking for mechanics. Um, a lot of the American games, if, if you can call that, I don't really classify games, but you know what people call American games are kind of the same mechanics over and over. The Euro games seem to be very focused on different mechanics and different ideas, and um, get away from dice a lot of, most of the time, uh, at least in the traditional use of dice, and um, and so they're more interesting. I'm more of a mechanic person than than flashy art or miniatures or this type of thing. That really has no appeal for me at all. Okay. So then you don't really care about the theme much either, huh? When, when what's that? You don't care much about the theme, then, I guess. Well, it's not. It's it's nice if it's coherent, but it's not. It's not that that big a deal. I, I mean, I, one of the variants I did, Macau, uh, I played, and I thought, well, there's not much to it. The mechanics kind of interesting, but the theme could be anything. And it, it eventually became a game that I I don't mind playing. You know, you could pull it out and play it. It's deep enough. It's got enough going on. It's interesting. The combos and the whole bits is fine. But yeah, it's got a. It, you're shipping things. Yeah, okay, whatever. It, it didn't really matter to me. Okay. So, so what do you think makes a, a good uh, variant for, for Solid to take? A good candidate for that? Well, you know, and this is kind of, you know, I get asked uh, questions, you know, about that a lot um, as far as, uh, you know, what, what games do I look for, this and that. And, you know, and I, when I started doing this uh, whole process, this is really more of a selfish kind of thing. It's like, okay, I've got all these games I bought, and I expected to play with other people, and uh, and I guess I got into the gaming late because all the apparently all the gamers had already played these games, and so they wouldn't, you know, I didn't have any interest in them. So basically, what I did is I just took what I bought and what I'm interested in, and I just started converting them so that I could play the games that I bought. And um, so I really don't go out and look um, at games to say, wow, that would be a good solitaire game, or ooh, that would be a good solitaire game. I actually don't. I, I just go out and buy games that I think will get played um, because um, buying it for solitaire is just not, to me, it's not a good use of the money. But, you know, uh, value, the gaming value is not there. I'd rather get it played by a group. And then if it dies out and I devise a solo variant, it's great. But I guess to, more to your point when you're asking about what makes a good variant, it just there can't be too many elements that require a lot of heavy interaction. Uh, a, a, a bad example of a game, well, actually, I don't even know that it could even be done, would be a game like Diplomacy or something. You know, there's just no way. I mean, it's totally dependent upon negotiation and these type of things. And... Um, you know, those type of games just wouldn't work. But games where players take take turns and then the next person takes a turn and the, the interaction is somewhat limited, it's a lot easier to devise a solo variant given those constraints or how how the game flows. Okay. Do you think a, an auction game would work for Solitaire? 
I've done I've done some auction games um, with that. I've done Power Grid. I've done uh, Goa. Um, there's probably some other ones that have light elements um, on it. Um, the mechanics are tricky. I mean, you really have to um, work those. I think Power Grid, when I did that one way back, and you know, that's almost two, two and a half years ago when I did that one, um, I had to come up with something unique um, that would make it worthwhile. It's more of, it's not, you know, a bidding thing. You know, obviously an auction is, I, I say five, he says six, I say seven, and that kind of thing. Couldn't be that way. So uh, in an auction, the auction games that I've done, you ha basically have to value the item at a set price and have a kind of a standard um, increase in price, uh, and then that's your option. So it's so it works. It's functional, but I try to actually reduce the auction element. Even you know, Power Grid is really all about the auctions. I altered that to more about um, managing the board versus managing the the, uh, the power plants. Okay, I've never played Power Grid yet. I wanted to, just hasn't come up. All right. Um, so what is it uh, you like the most about designing variants? It sounds like it's just really so you get to play the games more, huh? Oh yeah, that's I mean that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I like to I like to keep the games active and I like to have a variety of things that I want to do. And if I'm in the mood to play Power Grid and I want to play it, I just pull it off the shelf. I mean, if nobody else wants to do it or you know, my kids don't want to play it or whatever, I can always go in there now and grab it and play it. I've got a variant, it's written and uh, I can do them at any time. So that's, for me, that's that's what it's about. And, I, you know, I put that in my tagline uh, online where it says, you know, the game in the closet's a waste. Just play it any way you can. These are just my ideas. That's really the principle behind the whole thing is that I didn't want these things collecting dust. My wife certainly doesn't because I would get that. You bought that and now it's sitting there. What are you doing with it? <laughs> yeah, you better get some use out of it. Right. So I get used out. I played, you know, these solo variants when when you're when you're working them up. I mean, I'm playing them 50, 60, 80, 100 times to get them right. So I mean, you're talking about getting use out of the games. I mean, my goodness. I mean, it's. I mean, I there's some games I got sick of. I mean, really sick of. <laughs> but I got to make sure I do it right. You know, I want to. Ultimately, I want to do it right, and and it takes it takes a lot of time. To do it, and so, but that, that, that's really the the whole thing was just uh, getting getting the gaming value out, out of the, out of the stuff that I'm spending my money on. It sounds like you're getting that your money's worth just by coming up with the variants. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you play mostly solitaire, or uh, it sounds like you also play against other people? Yeah, I, uh, we have a small game group locally. We try to do it once a month. I, I'm going to. Quarterly, I go to um, uh, the uh, the Southeast Gamers thing that's usually up in Atlanta, and this weekend coming up is in Chattanooga, uh, just uh, for the social aspect and basically to kind of find out what's new and kind of get uh, just being around gamers uh, who are at a different level that's going on. Normally around here, now my with my kids, that's that's the gaming that I do. So if I was to go solo versus multiplayer gaming, by far I do more multiplayer gaming than I do solo. If I'm devising a variant, the ratio probably switches to maybe 50-50. But if I'm not doing a variant that I'm creating, 
it'll probably drop off to maybe 10, 15% of the time to the, the 80, you know, 80% of the time. Okay. So most of your variants are for solitaire play, right? But uh, I've noticed at least a couple that aren't. What, what am I trying to ask here? Well, when you come up with solitaire variants, it's like you get more play out of it, but the, these games that are multiplayer games with multiplayer variants, why did you make those? Did those just kind of people lose interest in those already? Like Tichu? Um, yeah, I got, you know what? Tichu was, it was, uh, that was a, um, I didn't buy Tichu for long. I, I put this in my, my uh, write up when I, I designed it. I said, you know, I didn't buy it for the longest time because people told me it's, it only plays with four. Don't play with three, don't play with two, you only play with four. And uh, I finally bought it and I looked at it and I go, what's this about? No way, you can make, you can play with two. And so I went about devising the two-player variant for it. And I used that basically as a testing ground, just to kind of get my format, kind of get my feel for what I was going to do. Because at that point, I already had eight to ten variants already done, solo variants already done, um, uh, at least in the near completion state. So I used that as a testing ground to put to figure out how BGG works, how to upload files, you know, how things work. But um, the reduced player variants help out some of these games that really don't scale well. I got in a discussion online about Endeavor and the two-player variant and then ultimately the solo variant, and the designer was opposed to the lower player count. He said, I don't think it should work, and I don't think it should He said, you don't have to do much. You just have to do this. So I have done that to some degree on some of the games. In fact, I have one I haven't released yet for Golden City. That's a two, the two-player variant. There is a two-player variant, but I have a different two-player variant that I put together that plays really, really well. And the game is devised for you know three or four players. Why do I do that? So it gets played. You know, so a lot, a lot of these times I, you know, I, I don't get three or four. It might just be you know one son wants to play this one, and I say, yes, we can, because I I created something for it, so we can do it. All right, yeah. Has anybody approached you about making a variant for their games? You mentioned. Um, you know, I I think in the back of my mind, I once I started doing this and I started to get my feet about doing it, and I can do them rather quickly. I mean, I, there's some that um, I can think of quite a few, but Blue Moon City stands out right. That's the first one that came to my mind. That 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 one was done really in two weeks. I mean, it was it was so locked in, dialed in, bang, you know, you can you can kick it out. That I thought that once maybe the companies might see that and say, oh, you know, this this might be good, and maybe this guy might be somebody we'd want on board. And I thought, well, if I can get some free games out of doing that, I have no problem doing that because that would increase the value of what I'm getting. So to answer your question. Has any company come to me about their games? No. Has their players saying, "Do this, do that, do this"? Oh yes, <laughs> uh, very extensively. I, I have very, very, uh, quite a few. Uh, well, and I have a geek list online um, of what fifty, forty some games that people want. Um, and there's more than just what's on that list that I've received. And um, and, and the thing is, is that I, you know, I, in fact, one gamer is sending me a copy of Tikal, uh because I, I looked at it and I said, there's really no reason why I would buy that game. 
And I, 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 it looks interesting. All and I appreciate. It. I'm sure it's a great game, but I, I just can't see buying it. And I'm not going to buy it just so that the comp- the community can have the solo game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, so that's nice that this person is taking it. You know, it's their their property, and they're going to send it to me, and I'm going to all work on it, and hopefully come up with something, and then the community can benefit. Uh, and there's no money out of my pocket for doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's nice. So. So I have uh, when I go to Atlanta or Chattanooga, there's a couple guys like from Z-Man and um, have contact with Days and Wonder, Days of Wonder, mm-hmm. and actually the gentleman who's uh, the creator of the um, the firefighting game that's coming out that Indies uh, Board Games is producing, he's he's in that group too. So talking with those folks, it's interesting just to kind of get a feel or try to get some contact to see if there's an interest in doing that. Um, I don't know if there is or isn't. I don't. I don't feel that there's a huge, uh, 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 a lot of pressure to make games in, in, in a solo style. Uh, you know, it seems to be nice. In fact, it seems that uh, Mr. Rosenberg is very focused on ensuring that his games can be played solo for some reason. And I thought, well, okay, um, but. Uh, you know, it would be nice if, if they if they did, and I said, you know, at bare minimum, uh, if it was just to get some games, you know, to add a little variety, then I wouldn't have a, a problem with with that actually happening. Yeah, it sure seems like there's a lot of people interested in solo games right now. Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, it, it seems to have picked up for whatever reason. I You know, I, I like to think I'm a, a component of that. I don't know. I think with the co-ops, the co-op gaming that's kind of started a couple of years back really kind of focused on or increased the focus on uh, playing a game by yourself because, you know, all the co-ops, you could pretty much play solo. So, you know, and people got into that and it was selling. So then they just said, well, why don't we just make some of these other games? But I think a solo tag, like a game that comes out and just says one player, yep. uh, I don't think it would sell. <laughs> I really don't think it would sell very well because people like to play them with other people, generally. Yeah, there's a few, and like I know on here, I mean, a lot of people like it, but it's not a huge seller at all. A lot of people don't even know about it just because it is mainly for one player. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think it, it's 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 gained a little traction. I, but you know, at my estimates on the interaction that I'm having and the number of people that are active in uh, answering questions and concern, you know, this kind of thing going on. You know, I think in one of my uh, responses to the threads, I said, uh, you know, it seems like there's, if I was to put a number on I'd say 3%. 3% of the gaming public have an interest or regularly play games solo. So, it, I, I, you know, I think one of your questions you were going to ask, or maybe you are going to ask, is related to that. You know, should gamers, should uh, companies release solo? And I, I don't know, you got 3% of the population that might be interested in doing it. Is it worth your time and effort to create that, or to ask the designer of said board games to create it? Yeah, I don't know that it would sell many more of the games yeah. or not. That's true. If it's only got a three percent interest, I have a lot of people yeah. interested in solo games, but then again, maybe it's because I'm looking for that too. Yeah. To say, I mean, Agricola had had a solo thing, but when I played it, I was totally like, wow. I mean, I to learn it's fine. But to really play it, I'm like, I couldn't play this regularly. This is no good. You know, it's just, it's not reality because it's not teaching. My my whole goal with 
doing the solo games is to actually teach the player how to play the game so that you know if you played it against someone, what you're doing would actually work playing multiplayer. So a lot of the way the solo games are devised now with the the pre, you know, like Agricola or Lahav, score the highest score ever and do all these things that you would never do. You would never do in a real game. That doesn't appeal to me. I, I'd rather do do uh, learn the game and then actually develop my skills. So when I go to a game convention or whatever, I'm adept at being able to play it. I know it really well. I can. Pl- I know the strategies. And how did you learn this? I played it solo. What? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's 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 the reaction I get. I go, what? It's like, yeah. How? How? You know, it's like, well. I can't explain it, you know. It's just I've done it enough that I can that I can I can grasp that concept. Not quite the same, but I remember a few years ago playing a, a video game on the computer called uh, Kamikaze Chess, and the goal was to to lose all your pieces. It was a fun solitaire game, but playing that killed my my regular chess game because I would constantly put pieces in jeopardy with the habit of trying to lose them. <laughs> Such a bad strategy. Yeah. So what solitaire games are you working on now? Anything else? Uh, well, I've got right now, and where I'm sitting, I have um, I've got Twilight Struggle sitting out on the on the table. I started devising my uh, outline for for that one. That's a very meaty game. Uh, it's two player only, and so a lot of people thought, well, since it's only two, that's close to one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be easy. Uh, that doesn't necessarily apply. Um, while I was doing that, I just, I, I've, I pulled down Glory to Rome and that was one of those quickies. Uh, I've been looking for the mechanic for that one for, well, almost two years now to get the right mechanic for it. And I just sat it down and there, it just laid itself right out for me. I'm like, wow, there it is. There it is right there. There's the engine. There's the, uh, the connection. And, uh, so I've got. I've got a little bit more to do on that one. That one should be done in a couple of weeks. That's a card game. Yeah, yeah, it's a card game. It's uh, it's like um, it's like San Juan, or people say like Race to the Galaxy, Race for the Galaxy, and and that. So it's kind of like kind of like those games. They're very deep. Very that game is it, you know it gets a knock for its art and whatever the quality of the components, but as far as a game goes. If you like combos, holy cow, that's uh, that's got it. Yeah, I've heard that that art has turned me off from getting the game, but I heard they're re- redoing it. So I know you've been asked this before, but what's your uh, and you don't like to, this question so much? What's your favorite variant you've come up with so far? So uh, you I I really really enjoy the game El Grande. And when I and when I, when I set that. Um, Variant into motion and figured out how to how to get that to work. I, I could almost not stop playing it. I mean, I, I had to I had to force myself to stop playing it to write down the rules because I enjoyed it that much. Ah. It, it, so it just for me, the essence of that was just tremendous. Uh, that and then all, and I included all the expansions in the uh, in the design and that just adds depth. No one will play El Grande with the Colonies expansion. 
and the mechanic I put in for the colonies, I just fell in love with. It was just like, wow, that is sweet. I love that. That's beautiful. So, so I enjoy the game. There's a passion for that game, and then now that I have a solo variant for that game, it just, for me, it, it makes that game. So I think it's a combination. So when you ask, you know, what's your favorite, it really, uh, it's a combination in that case that really makes it uh, good. Okay. Are there any uh, childhood games that you'd like to revisit and make solitaire so you could play again? Or even stuff like you mentioned from the 80s when you're in high school? Yeah. Um, I, I had, uh, had noted one time that the game Speed Circuit was something I played back in the 80s. And it's an Avalon Hill game. And uh, I had some ideas for how, how to make that work uh, and not bog down. And um, it was just a preliminary sketch, and I thought, man, I got to revisit that one. I got to, I got to put that back down. Um, that's the only one that really comes to mind. I, I, I look at some of the uh, the older ones, and there's a lot of parts and things to those old Avalon Hill games. And um, you know, acquire that might be interesting, but I just if it's too much luck determinant, like you just flip a tile and whatever uh, uh, there's got to be more there's got to be more to it than than just um mm -hmm. just kind of going along with the flow um there's got to be some thought in it yeah your parents so, seem so, to be pretty meaty they, the, they do require a lot of thought when you're playing the game yeah yeah i mean it's just something i do I, it's like in a, in a lot of ways those variants really kind of put uh, if somebody was so inclined to look at them that way you could see how my mind thinks and uh, I know some of the rules are pretty deep, and trying to get your ideas out of your head and onto paper so someone can understand them is sometimes a really big challenge. Um, but I like to have depth of thought. I like to have multiple things going on, not just a, I rolled or I did this and I go here. You know, it's it's there's got to be more going on. All right. Do you have any uh, plans to make your own games, design your own? Uh, I'm sorry. Do you have ahead. any plans to design your own games? Oh yeah, I've designed many. Oh, have you? Okay. Many. Yeah, I've designed many games. Um, they're not produced; they're all prototypes. There's about twenty some of those that I've got done. I actually have sent one because I had a couple guys who contacted me through the solo stuff, um, contacted me about games, and I said I just finished one that I was considering doing print and play for. And so they both wanted to see it, and so I sent it. So there's a guy in Belgium who's who's looking at the uh, who's looking at the game. Um, it's a very meaty game, very heavy game. Actually, one of my heaviest games that I've ever created um, that he's looking at. Um, so I've done that, but for just following that, I came off and I, I got one that I've that I finished. It's a prototype is complete that I just finished a couple months ago. That's um, a nice little short 40 minute combo creating game with a lot of planning to it. So so I do before I did all the solo stuff, I had already devised many, many other game mechanics and, and games um on my own. I think I've more adept now at putting rules to parts and being able to quickly produce parts for games so that they can immediately go into prototype stage. So um in a way this is like Doing my own games allowed me to kind of go into solo games, and now that I've done a lot of solo games in in-depth writing rules, it's now fed 
my own game designs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Are, are your games uh, solitaire friendly also out of the box? Are you designing them that way? Am I designing for solo? Well, not specifically for solo, but are you making them solo friendly as you're designing them? You keep that in mind. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think about it. I, I don't. I, I can't say that it's like a main component. Um, this last one I did is a one to five player game. So it, it was like this is the actual first one that had the low, had the single player count actually out of the box. I play many of them solo for two players or three players or something but that's not the same thing as playing it with a solo so i don't uh, i think that ties into your question like that that you asked about companies doing solo stuff and um uh, you know i i honestly have to say that when i go to devise a game i am not thinking solo i'm thinking regular game to play to get play tested with other people okay that's interesting yeah Cool, thanks. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna take up any more of your time, but uh, I do appreciate you talking to me, and uh, I look forward to seeing any other solitaire games and any other games you end up coming up with and having out on the market. Sure. Sure. Well, I'm glad you called, and hopefully it's informative, and and people will find it interesting, and and I'll offer suggestions, you know, and and maybe press the companies to the game companies to to produce things in that fashion, and maybe we'll see bigger and better things. Yep, all right. Cool. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, that's the end of today's episode. If you would like to contact me, you can find me as Fractaloon on BoardGameGeek, or you can email me at oneplayeralbert at gmail.com. The intro music is copyright Angus and is protected by a Creative Commons license. The song and copyright information can be found at gemendo.com. The show is published in a Creative Commons, non-commercial, share-alike license. Thanks for listening.